0: Hello, my name is Molly Saltzkog and I am a research fellow with the SUFON Center, and I have the distinct honor and pleasure to be here today with Dr. Bruce Hoffman, who is the senior fellow for counterterrorism and homeland security at the Council of Foreign Relations. Bruce, it's great to be with you here today.
1: Same here, Molly. It's delightful to talk to you.
0: Yes, I I must say um, you're one of the reasons why I got interested in studying uh, terrorism. So so I am very much looking forward to this conversation. Um, I think we'll we'll dr- jump uh, straight into the elephant in the room, which is the recent um, domestic terrorism strategy from the White House. Um, I wonder if we we would dig a little deeper. I would I would love to get your take on you know what are some long term challenges. That the administration will be facing in implementing the strategy that is a great first step but more can be done
1: right yes you're absolutely right i think it's an excellent foundation it said all the right things but i think it was not so much surprising for what was in it but at least from my perspective surprising for what was not in it for example um there was no discussion of what I think is absolutely critical, but one of the biggest hurdles is whether there should be or whether there's a need for domestic terrorism legislation. And that seems hardly to really have been mentioned. I was also surprised that we already have a tool um, which is especially is applicable to one of the sections of the of the strategy which talks very much that this is an international struggle. It's not just a national or domestic one And that we have to work with our partners. And of course, the State Department has the foreign terrorist organization designation list. Now, already we've seen some progress in that respect. Uh, 14 months ago, the State Department um, used its specially designated global terrorist group category to single out the Russian imperial movement. Um, uh, extreme right, violent organization. But I think everyone is being a bit mystified that there's been no further movement on that. Even while, for instance, Canada and the United Kingdom have des- designated transnational, but U.S.-based groups like Adam Waffen, uh, like or at least U.S.-related, the base, um, the Proud Boys, um, they've designated those groups. And one wonders you know, why the State Department is not making use of its existing tools in this respect.
0: I I could not agree um, more with, with, with what you're mentioning here, especially, I think it's important to consider the United States as leading in this regard. And right now, we are frankly not, as you point out, our, right. our allies, um, the UK, Canada, are designating American groups, right? right. And, and we are not leading in the same way that we led in, in the fight against ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And, and I think that uh, U.S. leadership in this regard is going to be critically important to to actually shed a light on this uh, for what it is. And it's one of the most pressing, if not the most pressing, terrorism threat um, for, for a lot of our partners and allies as well, and certainly for us.
1: No, I agree completely, Molly. In fact, I think it's worse than that in some respects. Not only aren't we qu- quite leading But the United States is being accused in the same way that we accused other countries like Saudi Arabia and Pakistan in previous decades for being passive enablers of terrorism. In other words, when our closest ally, Canada, designates three terrorist groups based in the United States, um, and we're not taking the same sort of action, I mean, it's implicitly... Implying that we've got to, we really have to get moving on this, and I think the strategy is a very important and a significant, foundational step. But this requires really signal action, and as and as you describe, leading from the front.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that there are there are plenty of um, what what you could describe as low hanging fruits, where where even you know researchers and and academia outside of government has has shown very potent transnational ties between U.S. groups and, and extreme uh, right-wing groups or far-right groups in Europe and elsewhere who pose a threat to U.S. national security that, that should be considered for designation. So hopefully something like that could come out of the administration a directive um, sooner rather than later. Um, in the interest of time, I want to ask you, because I know that you've spoken and published some on on the idea of ideological convergence. And we recently had a case in Texas um, where where this this was really on display. And if you could just give a brief comment on where we're heading now post-January 6th with with the domestic terrorism.
1: Well, that's, that's a really important point that you raise, because this, to me, is one of the challenges we face in counterterrorism in the future. Uh, we had the luxury, as it were, for the past couple of decades of having very clear, um, neatly identifiable categories of terrorists that we could organize our own counterterrorism measures around. But this case in Texas with someone named Col- uh, Coleman Blevins that mixes white supremacism with you neo-Nazism, know, with Islamism um, and in this strange combination is becoming more and more common and defies some of the categories that counter-terrorist organizations, whether governmental or non-governmental, have traditionally used. So the issue is becoming more complex, not less, and again, underscores the need for a national strategy, such as the one recently proposed by the Biden administration.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Bruce.
1: You're very welcome.